Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we want everyone to get saved and go to heaven. So we're crying out in prayer for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. We're praying for their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members. By faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus, please reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding that by your stripes we were healed. We come to every boy and girl, man and woman. And Father, they would humble themselves before you, repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, Lord being gloriously born again from above. And then, Father, you would get every person into a good Bible-believing teaching church. They would then be baptized in water, Receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're crying out for every demon-possessed, demonized, and captive to be set free, and all the sick to be healed from every sickness and every disease. And Lord Jesus, your people to receive and to walk in financial abundance, prosperity, debt cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree for it by faith, and we receive it in Jesus' name. And also, Father, we pray for the Jewish people. Father, we love them so much. Father, we're praying, number one, for their salvation. We pray that the scales and blinders would fall off their hearts and minds. They would see, Lord Jesus, that you are their Messiah and Savior and Lord and get born again from above. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem according to your word. And also, Father, we agree with your word that they have an everlasting covenant to all the land of Canaan. Please restore all that land to them. And, Father, their enemies, Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Syria, Lebanon, all those countries that are coming against us and people groups, Father, stop their evil. Don't let them do any more evil to the Jewish people. And if they try to do it, stop them. And if necessary, Father, destroy them. And give Israel total victory in battle. And, Father, where your word says you will do it, just like in the Psalm 83 war and the Ezekiel 38-39 war, Father, which we believe is soon to come to pass. You give them the victory because they're your people. And we love and bless them. And those who have been hurt, we pray, Father, for their full recovery. And, Father, in Jesus' name, we command ever hostage from the Jewish people, from the United States, from other countries have been taken to be released unharmed, and they will be set free and released to their families. And Father, just like we see in the book of Acts, if necessary, Father, send your angelic host, freeze those terrorists, and let them escape and get to safety. And we're believing you for that great miracle right now, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to be talking about the victorious Christian life, but we still more things to pray for. Uh, just got some 
news that brings great concern, but we've already been praying um, from Patricia King concerning these end times and Intercessors for America. What a wonderful group that has you intercede for people all over the world. Again, the warning about terrorist activity in America happening. In fact, it's shared on uh, Intercessors for America that Christopher Ray had appeared before one of the Congress or Senate or something and uh, said it was blinking red lights as far as uh, terrorist activity that could happen. So, you know, again, you allow 7 million plus people who could possible terrorists to come across our borders at some point. They'll receive orders from their boss, and unless God intervenes, you will see a terrorism in America like you've never seen before. But again, whose fault is it? The administration that allowed this to take place. And may God bring his judgment and justice against them for this. But we need to pray because we can pray and remember God does miracles and evil people, he can stop them. So let's start. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We are specifically praying against the 12 sleeper cells that have been revealed to be in America. We're praying against every foreign soldier, prisoner, pedophile, drug dealer, drug cartel people, sex trafficker. All these people would be revealed. You would show law enforcement favor that they would catch them and stop them. And if law enforcement won't listen to you, Father, we pray for mighty legions of angels to be released to drive these wicked, evil people out of our United States of America. America. And Father God, you will stop their evil. You will not allow them to kill innocent Americas and bring terror to America. Lord, be merciful to us. And Lord Jesus, please secure our borders. And Father, remove any administration that allows this to take place and bring this great tragedy upon America. And we trust you for that. Father, we're praying against the digital currency. You've shown us, Father, this is evil. It's part of the one world government. And so, Father, we pray that you would send this plan of Joe Biden and the Fed and the WF. You would send their plans into confusion and derision. They would fight among themselves. They would never be able to come to an agreement. And Father God, this digital currency will not come to pass until after the rapture of the church. But also, Father, you allow us to have our dollars in cash and have that and be able to use it until you take us out of here. Also, Father God, we pray for your protection over our power grid. Father, you've given warnings about contamination to our water tables. Father, protect our water tables, protect the wells, protect the city water, protect, Father, our electricity, our gas, our oil, our coal. Father, don't let any terrorist organization sabotage them. Take out the power plants and power grids. Stop this great evil. And again, whether it be through law enforcement or your angelic host, don't let them do this to America, Lord. We cry out to you, Father, in Jesus' name. And Father God, you know the great evil things that they have continued to try to do to your servant Donald Trump, to conservatives, and to Christians. Well, Father, you reminded us of the book of Esther. Lord, we truly are your Mordecai's. We are trusting you. We are agreeing and decreeing that you will continually provide for us bountifully in these last days. You will protect us, Father, from Satan and those in his kingdom and those evil, wicked people that are doing evil against us. And also, Father God, just like with Mordecai, not only will we do well, but we'll be promoted even in these end times, Father. We declare we're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. And now, Father, the Hamans, 
those who are trying to destroy us and do evil to us or evil kill us. Not only do we agree it's not going to happen, but just like in the book of Esther, Father, you're going to hang all those Hamans on the very gallows that they've prepared for us if they continue to try to destroy us. And we thank you for that, Father. To you be the praise and glory, Father. Thank you for answering this prayer. And Lord, help us to hear your voice so we know where to go and where to be, Father God, that none of these evil things will happen to us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And again, we could just pray on and on, <laughs> but we do need to get some good teaching, right? But again, we have nothing to fear. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But uh, again, uh, uh, all the prophetic voices are saying the same thing. So, and even law enforcement is having to admit what's about to take place. So, church, be ready, beware, and, uh, have a provision, and uh, hear God's voice. He'll, he can keep you in the safe place. Amen? Okay. Well, let's talk about victorious Christian living. Are we supposed to win as Christians? Notice in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, 58, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Okay, how do we get this victory? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's how anybody walks in victory. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. But let's throw in verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, Talking to Christians, right? Be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And you do remember that there's a judgment seat of Christ where Jesus will reward faithful Christians for their obedience and things they've done that he's told them to do. Isn't that wonderful? So you not only get blessed in this life for obeying God and doing His will, there's a judgment seat of Christ where you receive rewards for your faithfulness. And if you are unfaithful, I don't know, Jesus will probably deal with that. So let's repent and let's be faithful in serving Him. You know, the Bible tells us we're supposed to have victory even in the next book, 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Now, thanks be to unto God who always, I love that word always, causes us to triumph in Christ. What's the key ingredient? Jesus Christ, being a follower of him, walking with him, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. And I love that what Paul confirms, and we should make a proclamation, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. And again, Jesus is not only to be our life, but he strengthens us that we can walk in his victory. Now, victory will only come as you do three things. You have to overcome the world, talking about the world system, not planet Earth. <laughs> planet Earth is great. The world system, overcome the wicked one and overcome the flesh. Well, let's talk, let's talk about the world system. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God overcometh the world, the world system. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You know, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. By what? You mean faith? By trusting Father God, trusting the Lord Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit and, and being led by Him, our faith in God. Okay? 
Verse 5, who is he that overcometh the world, the world system? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So again, we overcome the world system by trusting in Jesus, doing what he tells us to do. Amen? And you know that Jesus was very honest uh, once we get saved, how where we were the buddies of the world, now longer, no longer they're buddies, but they hate us. <laughs> Jesus said in John 15, 18, if the world, again, not planet Earth, the, the system, you know, the mainstream media, the elites who are on God's left, you know what I'm saying? Those evil, wicked people who think they are gods and don't submit to God, and actually most of them serve Lucifer, and they'll tell you that. If the world, world system, hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Isn't that amazing? Jesus, who is God, who became man, who lived a sinlessly perfect life, who did nothing but good and great things. The people of the world system, again, because they're filled with the devil, controlled by the devil, hated Jesus. Nothing's changed. And if they hated Jesus who was perfect, Jesus says they're going to hate you too. So life kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Verse 19, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Did you hear that? The world loves its own. Okay. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, the world system. Therefore, the world hateth you. Boy, in 2023, is that the truth? Okay. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. They don't know Father God. They don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. They're full of the devil, and therefore they hate Christianity. And you know that's going on today, don't you? Now, notice what the Bible tells us. You know, why is the world so bad? Well, because you know who's running the world right now? It's not God. <laughs> it's the devil. He's, he's running the world system. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, But if our gospel be hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost, in whom the God of this age, little g, not true God, God of this age, Satan, hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. So the world system is under the sway or control of Satan and his kingdom. And many of them just say yes. In fact, because God, Satan does promise them certain things, power and money, different things, temporary in their life, they go with the devil. Do you understand that? Okay. In fact, now that we are saved, we are not to do the things that we used to do that we had to repent of. In fact, probably one of the most severe verses in the New Testament for not messing around and going back in, into your, your old lifestyle is James 4.4. 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Now, it's not talking about physical sex. It's talking about spiritual adultery, cheating on God. You understand that? You adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world system is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. 
Now, let me tell you, a lot of Christians who are deceived, and they may be Christians, think that they can play both sides. Well, when I'm with my Christian friends, I'll act like a Christian. When I'm with the worldly friends, I'll, I'll act like they. No, that's not how it works. Jesus is watching you. If you're really saved, your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. God says, don't do that. You can't compromise. You have to stand for Jesus. You say no. And if you do fail, God will be merciful to you if you repent and say, Lord, that was wrong. Forgive me. And Lord, grant me the grace not to do it again. So Christians can't stumble. But I'm just telling you, you can't play both sides. If you're a friend of the world, the Bible says you're now an enemy of God. You don't want to die being an enemy of God, do you? Okay. So we overcome the world system by our faith in Jesus and, and again, not compromising with what the world system says. Remember, the world system right now calls good evil and evil good. And we've talked about that so often. So... If you want to live a victorious Christ, you have to overcome the world system and not go back under its uh, sinful habits and lies and ways of doing things. And again, the, 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 the world system is lies, lies, and more lies. And amazing, they, they usually always get exposed eventually, but sometimes it takes a while. Okay. Secondly, you have to overcome the wicked one. Notice, here's good news, because the early church, they were walking in victory too, and therefore uh, it says in 1 John chapter uh, 2, we'll start verse, uh, verse 12, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Aren't you thankful your sins are forgiven? The blood of Jesus has washed them away. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 13, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you, are, uh, because you have overcome the wicked one. So Jesus expects you to defeat the devil in this life. He gives you the whole armor of God. He gives you the weapon of prayer and his word. You are supposed to win. You have authority and power over the devil and his kingdom, but you have to know it and exercise it. The early church was doing that. Let me continue. I have written unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. Not talking about physically, but spiritually. And here's a key. Here's a key why they were strong. And the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Oh, isn't that great? They were winning in this life over the world system by saying no to it and over the devil by resisting him and if necessary casting him out okay in fact let's just really quick remind ourselves that if we're going to overcome satan god says you need an armor and i've given you an armor notice here ephesians 6 10 finally my brethren be strong in the lord and the power of his might and notice that's a command put on the whole armor of god okay why that you may be able to stand against the wiles, let's expand that, trickery, stratagems of the devil, okay? He's a tricky devil, okay? And remember verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that's people, 
But, you know, a lot of times people who have given themselves over to the devil, their face comes to your mind, don't they? <laughs> okay. But against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So our battle in this life against Satan in his kingdom. Yes, Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. Yes, we have authority over him and the power of the Holy Spirit to defeat him, but you have to exercise that authority. You have to open your mouth. You have to wield the sword of the Spirit. In fact, we'll get to that in just a minute. Verse 13. Wherefore, in light of this battle, it's not automatic that you win. Have you figured that out? <laughs> Doesn't take too long to figure that one out, does it? Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And there's many evil days. There's days when Satan has put out an assignment and hit against you, and you have trouble like you've never had before. Misunderstanding, things with your people, can be with your family, can be with others. Do you understand that? Okay. Happens to all. And having done all to stand. Okay. How are you going to win? Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, and again, you know, Jesus declared righteousness and gave his righteousness to you when you got saved. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You got to be prepared every day to share your testimony, to share the word of God. And notice here how important this is. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Okay. So even though Satan's been defeated on the cross, he's not dead. He's still the God of this world, controlling the lost humanity, those who haven't got saved yet and become part of the kingdom of God. Okay? and But the thing is, he not only has that ability, he shoots fiery darts. He shoots fiery darts at Christians. you got to have on the whole armor of God or those fiery darts get into you. And, and again, it can be sickness, disease, pain. It can just be many different things that these fiery darts are. Have you say, well, have you ever been hit by fiery darts? Yes, I have. And I had to pull them out in Jesus' name. And again, you know, sometimes you think you have all the armor on good, but here a fiery dart gets through and you got to pull it out and, and, and deal with that. And I don't have time to get into that now, but I'm just telling you, hold up the shield of faith and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Remember back in Matthew 4 when Satan came to, teach, uh, to tempt Jesus before he stepped into his ministry? Satan tempted him to give him the kingdoms of the world and all these different things. And Jesus always says, get thee hidden, Satan, it is written. You defeat Satan by the word of God. No devil, I'm not going to say that. No devil, I'm not going to do that. No devil, I don't believe it. Here's what God's word says. That's how you defeat the devil, just like Jesus. And again, how do you put any armor on? Verse 18, pray noise with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So if you're going to defeat the devil, even though Jesus defeated him on the cross, you have to exercise your authority in Jesus' name. He gave you authority and, and the right to use his name, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you shut the devil down when he comes against you, your family, your loved ones. You speak, you pray, you declare the truth, 
And just like in James 4, 7, the Bible tells us, he's talking to Christians, submit yourselves therefore to God, do that first, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. So the devil's supposed to run away, not you. And again, does, does the devil attack all Christians? I, I, maybe this brings a little comfort to you. He does. <laughs> Let me prove that to you. First Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant. He's not talking to lost people. He's talking to Christians. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's already got the lost people. He's trying to eat you. Okay. Whom? Don't let him eat you. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. You have to do that. That means you exercise your authority. You recognize it's him who's messing with you. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So it happens to all. Satan hates all Christians. He hates Jesus. Can't get at Jesus now, but he attacked people that have Jesus living in them to try to slow us down, defeat us, and take us out. We don't have to let him do it, but we have to overcome him. What? With the word of God, with the power of the Holy Spirit, and the name of Jesus. So that's very important. You know, a lot of people, you know, think, well, you know, since Jesus won on the cross, well, the devil's automatically defeated and he doesn't mess with you. But remember, I don't have time to go too much in this, but in Revelation chapter 2 or 3, this is after the cross. Jesus has been in heaven a while. John on the Isle of Patmos gets this revelation from Jesus about the end times. He has a letter to seven churches. Notice what Jesus says to this one church in Smyrna. Okay, this is after the cross. This is under the covenant of grace. Do you understand that? Okay, verse 9, I know thy works in tribulation and poverty. But thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. We'll deal with that some other time. Verse 10, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Jesus is talking. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee the crown of life. Who's talking? Jesus. Jesus is telling them, some of them, some of you guys, the devil will cast into prison. Oh, no, the devil can't do that. Jesus says he can. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You don't have good theology. The devil's real. He can take you down and take you out if you don't put on the whole armor of God, pray, study God's word, and when he comes against you, you open your mouth and you shut him. You rebuke him. You command him to go in Jesus' name. You have that authority. I'm not even able to get to the flesh, but let me use that one scripture in Luke 10 when Jesus told the 70. Luke 10, 17, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now notice what Jesus says to the 70. He's talking to you. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So Jesus says, I've given you power, I've given you authority, but you have to exercise that authority. You have to know you have it, know your identity, know you're a saint, an heir of God, a joint heir with Christ. You're accepted in the blood. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. And you have the Holy Spirit. And in cooperation with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, you shut the devil down. You resist him. And if the need means, you cast him out. So you got the picture. You are to win. And you can win. Jesus won but you have to appropriate the victory for yourself. I want to ask you, do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Are you ready for these end times? If not, pray with me. Dear God, I see it. I understand that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again. I know I'm a sinner. Jesus, I'm coming to you. I repent of all my sins. I ask you to wash me in your precious blood and all my sins to be gone. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to be my Savior and Lord of my life. I give myself to you completely, both now and forever. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.